What's going on, everybody? You're listening to the Social Rec Podcast. I am your host, Chad Sanchez. And in today's episode, we are looking at the NBA free agency frenzy. And we're also looking at everybody going back to school. At this point, a lot of kids are already back at school. Some kids are going to get going back to school. And so we're going to look at some of the the trends and, and fun times of all the back to school frenzy as well. Enjoy. There's so much going on in the NBA and the NBA offseason, but some things that I want to point out that I'm pretty excited for or some newsworthy content is you know since the since NBA has been has been on and been in the offseason um, I've been watching WNBA brand quite a bit, and I, I must say it's actually pretty exciting to to watch some some basketball from a different perspective and see these interesting players, um, you know, put in the work, put in the time to to showcase what they have. Definitely some some good team experience and chemistry going on. I was watching the Dallas Wings for for a while and then watched a couple of their of their playoff games, and they sadly were eliminated but I can definitely see myself watching them uh, play more often and I also caught some of the uh, Chicago Sky versus Connecticut Sun game and then uh, I believe Seattle Storm versus Las Vegas as well so definitely some some interesting basketball what I didn't know about the WNBA is that they go on a long uh, NBA offseason break so kind of disappointed once this whole season is over but besides the the dunking that you get in in male bas in you know NBA NBA basketball, um, the WNBA is pretty exciting, man. You you see some of these women putting on these crossover moves, these cutting moves, these you know shooting shooting frenzies. Uh, it's it's pretty interesting to watch. So definitely start start to watch and, and support that more. And hopefully do some more content over the NBA. Um, definitely seeing them cross over into NBA 2K and having their own section in NBA 2K. I picked up, uh, you know, I, I played a game of WNBA ball and NBA 2K recently, and it was it was pretty fun as well, um, getting to know some of the players and some of the teams. And so speaking of NBA, um, speaking of NBA 2K, uh, while I won't pick up the new 2K23 because I really want to spend time in the previous version that I bought, Devin Booker was named the cover athlete of NBA 2K23, which is... Hey, great for him, but I st- I'll still laugh at him for having his team, him and the Suns, uh, basically embarrassed in the in the playoffs by Luca and the Dallas Mavericks. But definitely a great feat for him to be a cover athlete. I mean, he's a great he's a great All Star. He's a great shooter. Definitely was a threat in the playoffs. But I'll, I'll just always have that image in, in 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 my head of the memes that were posted of him playing against the Dallas Mavericks. But um, what was also interesting, I believe they have a WNBA cover athlete as well. I uh, want to say it was Candace Parker, but I'm possibly wrong. And then they came out with two other versions because everybody was saying, well, it's NBA 2K23. You know, it, it should sell itself. Uh, and so we ended up getting the like unlimited edition or whatever it's called of Michael Jordan being one of the cover athletes or just the number 23 itself. I think it's like the legendary edition, my fault. And then, so that's gonna be pretty cool. A lot of great content to to upload and 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 see in there. 
for those that purchased the legendary edition and then we also have these i think it was like a superstar edition with uh j cole because again j cole is still like a big name in in playing basketball overseas or, or in africa wherever he's still playing at but definitely a great um person to have i uh, have on your cover and to sell with hopefully he's doing some collaboration with the with the uh you know with the soundtrack and some other stuff on there as well but you know 2k is definitely expanding um to different markets different people and you know i'm still gonna be playing 2k uh 22 with luca on it and exploring that world because I'm, I'm finally having some more time to play but yeah some some great stuff happening out there with the WNBA and 2k and also speaking of luca Doncic, man some i mean this guy just continued to continues to impress me and do some great things so with all the WNBA and 2k and nba offseason stuff there has been fiba basketball and luca plays for his home country slovenia and they're just tearing things up i mean i think they're like three and one in exhibition games only losing two to germany but luca's doing some great things in the uh, sneaker world because a few episodes ago or and even a few months ago there was the release of the news releasing of Luca getting his own signature shoe, the Jordan Luca One, all this new technology, Foam Twenty Three. Um, I mean, the images were fantastic. The marketing is fantastic. The Luca breaking them out during the playoffs and just dominating his his opponents in the shoe. And so we're like, hey, we were we were getting fairly close to a to a release, I believe, like in July, and July came and nothing happened. The shoe got pushed off of the shelf or pushed off of the calendar and so you got some other luca luca type releases in the jordan 36 low and the jordan 36 high matador that recently released but still no no luca one uh we've seen the luca one released in other countries in europe in in china in the philippines and in other in other countries besides the usa but still no no actual usa release date and people are just creating their videos creating their reviews creating their on court content i'm just like man where are they getting these shoes from and they're just you know they're buying them from the secondary market which hey if you have the money for that cool but with all the stuff going on with StockX and goat and you know the other resellers and their authenticity process or whatever like i don't really know if i can trust to buy from those secondary markets although yeah it would be kind of hard to replicate these new and modern shoes but i don't want to pay resale price for them the shoes haven't released yet in the usa i think i can be a little bit more patient when it comes to the shoe because when it finally drops hopefully in the next month or so it's going to be a whole big ordeal here in the united states but just seeing luca be a cover athlete on slams uh, slam magazine's kicks edition where he has his own cover he has i think like five different models that are supposed to be dropping uh his slovenia color his his original colorway his um quai 54 colorway his all red colorway um and then his his uh real madrid colorway they they did a whole cover for his shoe this whole video on on youtube and everything from slam magazine so again they're they're building up the hype for it but I mean, the shoe itself with the player already has a lot of hype. So, I mean, they could release the shoe. They could release the shoe tomorrow and people would go would go crazy for it. So, I'm just 
you know, patiently waiting, checking out the content for it, hooping in my Luca 35, 36, uh, hooping in my 30, Luca 36 lows, my 35 lows, and just, uh, Nike, please, Jordan, please give us some kind of release date of when these will all come out. They've had other other dates for other colorways dropping in like October. Um, so hopefully these first colorways start coming out before before the season opener. But yeah, definitely excited for the Jordan Luca one. Any marketing that happens with it, any advertising that happens with it, I'm all for it. You've got my money. Just please drop the shoe soon. So the NBA offseason has been pretty hectic starting in early July. And I tell myself I'm not going to partake in the festivities every single year because I will constantly check my Twitter feed, my IG feed, IG stories, internet, all that stuff. And it just it becomes very hectic. But like every year, I give in anyway. And so as soon as as soon as the free agency period opened up, I was looking to see what deals were made, listening to the Woj bombs, listening to the uh, Shams tweets and just seeing what what deals were going down and so a couple of big trades between Atlanta and the Spurs uh, well I mean not a couple of big trades but just that big trade with them sending off some some players to Atlanta Atlanta sending off some picks and then the big news with Rudy Gobert and Utah kind of shipping off pieces to the Minnesota Timberwolves um, other players going different places Jalen Brunson leaving the Dallas Mavericks and going with the New York Knicks and then things just kind of settled down for a while because the big news of all the main big news of free agency was um, Kyrie was planning on staying in Brooklyn and Kevin Durant wanted out of Brooklyn which really put a damper on player movement and so once that first week was done um, people were just waiting on Kevin Durant. Teams were just waiting on Kevin Durant to see what he was going to do. And that really just stopped the momentum for everyone. And so weeks went by, days went by, weeks went by. Teams were in rumors. Players were in rumors. <coughs> um, just a bunch of rumors, really, and Literally a month went by and nothing happened until more recently, maybe about a week or two ago, where Kevin Durant said, you know what, I'm going to stay. And so once he said he was going to stay in Brooklyn, the floodgates kind of opened back up. Um, players like Patrick Beverly and Isaiah Thomas said, you know, finally, can we go sign places? And, you know, some more movement started happening. And then yesterday's big news um, September the 1st Donovan Mitchell who was who was we, we were told that he was you know gonna be made put in a move to go to the Knicks was actually put in a trade to go to Cleveland of all places and so he's getting shipped off to Cleveland um, Utah is getting back Colin Sexton they're getting back Laurie Markkinen, and they're getting this uh, 14th overall pick, Ochai Agbaji. I'm not sure if I pronounced that correctly, but either way, this makes Cleveland a pretty deep team now with with um, Jared Allen and Donovan Mitchell, and um, I believe it's Evan Mobley. Uh, um, I can't think of all, all their, other, their other players, but either way, like Cleveland becomes a pretty solid team, 
and Utah is looking for like a fire, have looking to have a fire sale. Um, so those, you know, that was a pretty big trade that happened, and now we're just gonna wait and see what other pieces start falling into place with the rest of, of NBA free agency. But yeah, it was getting pretty scary there that Kevin Durant had the whole NBA in a chokehold and players didn't want to move and teams didn't want to make plays thinking they could land some kind of way of either getting Kevin Durant or getting the piece in a three-team, four-team type trade. Um, Kevin Durant was called on all of his bluffs, which is pretty interesting because then he was saying it's me or the coach and GM. If they don't want to leave, then I'm going to leave. If you want me to stay, they have to go. And they all kind of buried the hatchet on everything. So we'll see how that plays out throughout the rest of this season. <coughs> um, but Joe Ingles, Joe Ingles is a buck. And that's pretty interesting, even though he'll be out for a while. Um, but, yeah, so a lot of other names that are still out there. Hopefully now that things are – some of the big names have shifted, we'll see some other small trades happen as well. So, yeah, this is uh, some of the, the crazy things happening in NBA free agency. We'll see if Kyrie wants to stay, if Kyrie gets dealt. We'll see if KD wants to stay, if KD gets dealt. What else happens in Utah? What happens with the Lakers? Um, Pat Bev being traded over there recently as well. So, some big shifts. So, we'll just keep an eye on NBA free agency. But next up, we'll talk about some of the the cool things and memories and trends of uh of all the back-to-school hype that's happening now. Stay tuned. All right, and the next topic up is back-to-school. So usually when school lets out in late May, maybe early or mid-June, depending on what your district um, requires or when your district ends, but um, there's usually about a two-week time frame to where you see nothing and then after that, you see everything related to back to school. So big brands like Target and Walmart, Best Buy, um, JCPenney, Kohl's, like all your other clothing brands and, and, and product brands start pushing your back to school stuff out. You start seeing school supply lists. You see the school supply sections with all the cool stuff, crayons, markers, composition notebooks, pencils, pens, all that stuff. And at around the same time, um, clothing brands, sneaker brands, start pushing out their back-to-school stuff as well. They'll start pushing out their newsletters, their marketing, their advertising. You see them collaborating with those other brands to push out commercials and product placement, all this stuff. And so, you know, you start receiving the emails as well. Um, here are the styles that kids can wear back to school. You have athletes and influencers showing what products are hot this year. You know, all, all of it in, in cahoots to to prepare you for back to school. And then you know you're in full effect when tax-free weekend comes around and everybody's going crazy on going to the stores, going to the outlets, shopping online just to save tax money for for back to school. Some other things that usually happen that let you know as well that I really in, in enjoy and like to contribute to is, um, you know, your different drives, you know, your drives for backpacks, drives for clothing, shoe drives, food drives, all that stuff to help kind of prepare people for the, the craziness that is all back to school. But just seeing all these, you know, here are the latest, here are the latest kicks, here are the latest outfits, um, putting fits together with different sneakers, it's it's a crazy time it's you know it's kind of like the nba free agency you know beginning of the year 
middle of the year and then the end of year are pretty hot times for for school but back to school was always always crazy and I remember um, for me middle school and high school I wore a uniform but back in the early days in elementary we would go shopping for for clothes right we go to Target we go to Kohl's JCPenney Walmart um, um, TJ Maxx like anywhere anywhere you, where you can really find you know hot popular clothes um, and you'd try to find these different combinations of, of what you wanted to wear shirts with shorts with jeans with pants um, as many possible combinations as you can mix to go along with your with your shoes and I just felt like you always started from the bottom and worked your way up and for shoes I mean shopping for kicks there was one or two ways to really go one you can be the popular kid or the rich kid and you can kind of have just not even the rich kid just that one kid that like wanted to buy that expensive pair of shoes that was one to two hundred dollars and that would be like their main shoe that they'd wear for the majority of the semester or you'd be the you know the efficient kid where you know your mom mom and dad give you a, an amount to spend and you can use that money to buy about two or three maybe four pairs of shoes and on the lower on the lower end but still a decent still a decent type of shoe and um, you know you play it that route that way you have a rotation of shoes for a few weeks that'll last you a good while um, <clears throat> but for me you know it was it was wearing uniforms uh, polo shirt same colored pant khaki pant whatever you know it wasn't really much room for for individuality but you you made it work and so whatever uniform you had on you might throw on like a little armband or a little wristband or kind of flare it up with some socks and definitely it had to go with the shoes that you were wearing now when it came to shopping for kicks of course you can go with the latest and greatest jordans or retro jordans but that was going to be the option of hey i only have this one great pair of shoe I'm gonna rock them for as long as I can, unless you were kind of spoiled and you got all kinds of Jordans all the time. Other than that, you'd go with the other brands, and usually for me, it was rocking a fresh new pair, um, either all white or mostly white sneaker. And I was looking at either getting like an Air Force One low or mid, uh, an Air Max 90, maybe an all white blazer or dunk. If I wanted to go a little cheaper, more casual route, I might go with an Adidas Shell Toe or Stan Smith. Um, I've also gone the route of getting some K-Swiss. I would also see people rocking some Reebok Classics out there in a black or a white type format. So for me, it was really kind of going with the white or the black one color shoe, mostly with the whites, just because, you, you know, nothing fresher than that white on white, the way it smells. And of course, if you're wearing the all black, um, Air Max One. I don't know you've seen the memes, right? I don't think anything's wrong with them, but you know, I, I kind of always did want a pair of, of all black Air Forces, but I didn't know that you got the all white Air Force One in the summer and you got the all black Air Force One in the winter. They were just different seasonal type shoes, which I never really knew about. But either way, um, I usually liked rocking the the shell toe because my brothers wore them a lot a lot of the time, and it was a efficient shoe. Um, uh, had a, again, I had a couple of case with never really rocked with the Jordan until I was in high, uh, late high school, early college, all that stuff. But then that kind of brings me around to my next point on different trends that were in high school around my middle school, high school time. So rocking with the shell toes, um, my brothers introduced me to fat laces and 
different colored laces so my show toes will probably be like all white or white with black or white with blue and you can alternate different color laces to add different flair and this is kind of like I took this from mm -hmm. I'm hearing this from uh, Bobito Garcia and how they would you know add flair at their own style to their sneakers and kind of change it up <clears throat> in some cases you would even wear no laces right go the whole run DMC way with your Adidas um, but then you see other styles happening as well where where um, people were wearing again wristbands headbands armbands at one point Alan Iverson because he was so popular in in streetwear mm -hmm. culture that he created his own finger bands and people were wearing that I'm I'm guilty of doing it um, you see all these different types of NBA gear that players would wear into the style of what students would wear at school um, if you weren't going the uniform route you had those you know some other trends were starched pants I wasn't a big component of this, but I know people that really starched their pants pretty cardboard-y, and it was interesting. That was one year. Another year is probably like tall tees, um, you know, the big, long-type shirts. There was another trend where it was like pink shirts. You had a trend where, you know, people were wearing jerseys or jersey shirts to schools or other types of sports apparel but either way like these you would see these trends evident on uh, you know back to school and showing off your fit and meeting up with your friends and not seeing them over the summer or now you're seeing them again and they're seeing what you're rocking you're seeing what they're rocking you tell your great stories you show your stuff off and then you know it's a really great interesting fun time and as there's no there's no learning happening right it's all about hey what you're wearing what were you doing that's cool you're you're a symbol here at this school we look up to you you're awesome oh you're awesome we're all cool and um it was just a really great time back to school is a, is a really fun fun time i even make sure now with my kids like they have at least two shoes one for 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 comfort kind of like an everyday shoe they can run around with they can get dirty and then another shoe um was just for like style looking nice but we want them to look you know look good enjoy school <clears throat> and um and not look like they get, you know, beat up or whatever. They get daddy's or mommy's hand-me-downs from a long time ago. Now that I've made the jump from middle school to high school, I'm definitely seeing now that maybe back-to-school gear isn't as popular as it was before. Although you do see some remnants of it in middle school with kids having new shoes and everything. At the high school level, <clears throat> I haven't really seen it too, too evident. And, and maybe that's okay because now maybe the trend is leaning more towards being comfortable with what you're wearing and not so much <clears throat> making a statement fashionly, but just being comfortable. So now the trend is wearing slides or I see students wearing Crocs, some kids wearing pajamas. But either way, it's still fun to have that back-to-school experience, meeting your friends, showing off your stuff, being comfortable nowadays slides are very popular crocs are very popular they're expensive they're hard to find the you know yeezy crocs or yeezy slides adidas slides nike jordan sacconi everybody's getting into the slide game so maybe they will, you will start seeing waves of those <clears throat> more and more and more away from from sneakers but either way back to school is definitely a, a fun time and i've hoped you've enjoyed going down memory lane with me on this episode 
And if you haven't already done so, like and subscribe on the YouTube channel. Um, follow us on social media, all that fun stuff. And continue to follow and listen to the other podcast episodes. Have a great um have a great school year. Everybody be safe and we'll see you all next time.